Welcome in to the Autzen Audibles podcast. Uh, on today's show, I'm Matt Prem. Jared Mack is also on the show today. And joining us uh, from the University of Oregon's football program uh, and the recruiting department director of scouting is Tyler Dean. Tyler, uh, first time on the show. Thank you for giving us your time. I know June is a very busy month. How are you doing, man? Yeah, guys, I, I appreciate you guys having me on. It's a pleasure to take some time and, and talk with you guys. Uh, we're holding up. You know, we're making sure that we're getting through June. June's a, a great month for recruiting and uh, for our jobs. It, it's a it's a fun time of year. So really excited to get a chance to finish up this June and, and see where it leads us. So you're the director of scouting here at Oregon. Uh, before we get into just kind of Oregon stuff and, you know, recruiting and, and your background and whatnot, um, can you just talk about just how did you get into this profession? What was your path to Oregon? How, how did you get into this role that you currently have with the Ducks? Yeah, I, I'd say I got into sports because my dad. Uh, my dad was a all-time winningest coach at Rhodes College, the women's basketball. Uh, won 233 games, made, made three NCAA tournaments, and just kind of saw him as a leader and, and a mentor and being around sports. You know, grew up playing sports, loving sports, and, and wanted to do something with, with that as a career. So I uh, got a chance to be on his staff as a student assistant um, when I, I was a student at Rhodes. And uh, during that time, I also got a chance to be able to work in game day football and basketball ops over at the University of Memphis. And, and that was when I crossed paths with Coach Lanning. So he was actually the outside linebackers coach at the University of Memphis when I was there. And I was, I was just a student trying to find my way in and, and figure out what I wanted to do with my life. And uh, when I graduated from Rhodes in 2017, had an opportunity to go work in athletic development over at the University of Memphis. And that was my that was my first job. I, I had a portfolio of donors that I called on and, and fundraised money. And um, some of those skills translated in, in a recruiting role. And so uh, the opportunity opened up at Texas A&M before the 2018 season to get into recruiting. I had a couple of recommendations from a few people I knew at Memphis to go get that job. And I uh, kind of went in there not not really knowing what to expect in this crazy landscape of college football, but I uh, kind of went in there with the mentality of putting my head down and, and be a sponge and learn as much as possible. I, you know, I, I didn't play D1 football at the highest level. You know, I didn't play in the NFL. So I was kind of beyond the eight ball when I when I got that opportunity. But I knew at, at the end of the day, um, one, one thing that I learned from my parents and, and just the people around me is hard work works, you know, and uh, just – kind of try to soak up as much as possible and, and got into the personnel and recruiting side of things and, and just learned as much as I could about evaluations. Um, there, there was really two people at the four years uh, at A&M that I credit my, my growth and development to. Uh, one by the name of Austin Thomas, who's now the GM at Ole Miss. Uh, at the time, my first two years at, at A&M, he was our boss and uh, taught me a lot about evaluations and, and how to watch film and what to look for. Uh, but then the, my last two years, you know, I, I saw my development and, and career path kind of really take off under Marshall uh, Malco, who's our chief of staff here at Oregon. Um, you know, the, I, I owe the world to Marshall. He's an absolute, um, you know, great friend of mine. And I, I can't say enough great things about how he taught me to be an elite recruiter, um, how to always be thinking differently, thinking outside the box, how we're going to push the envelope and uh, try to differentiate ourselves from, from the rest of the country. And. I think that the proof is in the pudding. What we did our last year at A&M in 2022 um, at the time signed the best class in college football recruiting history. Um, and we had some unbelievable uh, times there at A&M, but I knew if Marshall ever left that I, I wanted the opportunity to go work, work with Marshall. Um, and, and he had become great friends with Coach Lanning 
at the University of Georgia. And, and that's that's how that kind of transpired when Coach Land got the opportunity to come out here. And um, it, it was time for me to follow Marshall and uh, take take my career to the next step. So re really, really um, fortunate to be around some great people in my life, uh, especially in, in the last five years in college football and uh, been learning from the best and just trying to be a sponge and, and just put my head down and go to work. Tyler, I want to thank you again for coming on the podcast. We, we really appreciate it. We love talking to all you guys, players included, but the coaching staff as well. I want to start off on a light note. Last year, you were the uh, SNL MC. I know you guys have plenty of time to figure out what it's going to be uh, this upcoming July, but are you going to be the SNL MC again? I am, and I got to bring a little bit more juice to that thing this year. Uh, <laughs> I, I got to get in, in the gym and practice a little bit and, and make sure I, maybe you guys can have me back in your studio and, and give me a few pointers of how to – uh, live in the crowd okay. up a little bit, but uh, no, it's a great event. Absolutely uh, enjoyed every minute of, the, of that camp, and it's a great day for us to be able to host some elite recruits on campus and, and give the fans an opportunity to kind of see it behind the scenes of a structure of camp and and, and what we do with, with some recruits. I just wanted to follow that up. You, you mentioned that you ran into Dan the first time over at Memphis. I guess just what's it like working with him now? You know, seeing him then, learning who he was, and becoming better, building that relationship to what he is now is just going into his second year as Oregon's head coach. Yeah, I, I'm so grateful for Coach Lanning. He he is an absolute unbelievable football coach, and and to see his development as a coach from then um, into you know being the best defensive coordinator in the country his last two years at Georgia into what he is now, um, you know his career arc has absolutely skyrocketed. Uh, but I, I think at the end of the day, he's an even better person. Uh, the way he connects with our players and our staff from the top down, um, there, there's no storm left unturned with Coach Lane. He absolutely pours into this program. Um, and it's a pleasure to be able to be a staff member in his staff because, you know, he, you're going to get everything that he's got and you don't want to let him down. You know, you want to you want to work as hard as you can to make sure that um, you're doing the best possible for Coach Lanning uh, and make this program great. So. Uh, it, it's just a pleasure to work for a guy like that, you know, a guy that's so down to earth and humble. Um, you know, you, you see him out at, at a restaurant and someone comes up to him, asks for a picture, and it's no has no hesitation. You know, he's taking that picture, signing the autograph. Like, he's a man of people. And, um, you know, he, he, he demands out of you, but he's never demeaning. You know, and I think there's a difference, and, that, and that's the kind of guy that you want to work for. Uh, and when you have that kind of leader, you're going to get a great culture. And you're going to get people that run through a wall for him. I think if people see your title, director of scouting, they might think you're just holed up in a dark room watching film all day. Uh, to Jared and I, that that's not true. We see you out at football practice. We see you with recruits. You know, you're all all over the place. Can you just kind of give some insight into what you do on a day to day basis? Because you and a lot of other people in your department have become a huge piece of college football. 10, 15 years ago, support staffs were three or four people, and now you have. 15, 20, 30, some places even more than that. Uh, just from your perspective and your role, what, what are you, you know, what are you doing behind the scenes that the average fan just may not know about? Yeah, Matt, I think you hit on the head. I think college football, the, the big time programs have adapted the NFL model. Um, and that really started with Alabama when Marshall was there as a student. Uh, they, they were really the first team to kind of adapt that model. But, um, you know, nowadays you, you have uh, – a big support staff and recruiting and personnel. And there, there's so many people in this building that make this thing tick and, and um, are extremely vital to the operation of our organization. Um, just, just from our department, you know, we have about six 
guys and personnel with me. Uh, you know, Blake, Blake Redmond, Kobe Saya, Drew House, Brian Bachman, Ryan Brawson, Jake Kaneda. Those are those are kind of my guys. Um, they all have one or two positions that they're in charge of on a daily basis, managing the board, watching film, making sure that we're communicating well with prospects. Um, any issues that may arise, you know, they're making sure they're the front lines uh, to help the coaching staff and uh, they're developing great relationships uh, with, with the recruits, you know, and then you, you kind of look at our recruiting operation. You know, you have our director of recruiting, Pat Biondo, who is with me and Marshall at, at A&M, who, who's one of my best friends and I actually live with Pat. But uh, Pat absolutely crushes everything in, in recruiting in terms of itineraries and, and the day to day operations. Uh, and then we got two other staff members, Lydia Gibbs, who's our director of on-campus recruiting. Uh, a lot of people around town know her as the Queen of Eugene. She, she is a, a rock star, uh, absolutely connects with, with parents and, and, and recruits and does a tremendous job. And then J.R. Mawala, who helps kind of organize all the travel and, and the flights and the rental cars and the hotels, you know, the stuff that to have elite official visits, all that has to go well or else you're starting off on a bad foot, right? Um, or you can leave a bad taste in the mouth on, on a return flight home. So. All that, all that information um, and, and everything that goes into having great recruiting events and building a great board and, and managing the roster. Um, there's so many people that go into this thing, and just just from my end, you know, on a on a day to day basis, um, as, as you know, the director of scouting, uh, I'm, I'm making sure that I'm first, uh, you know, a good oversight, making sure that everyone has responsibilities each day. Um, at their position, you know, who, who we're watching, who we're evaluating, are we, are we pushing guys up the pipeline? Um, you know, in identification and evaluation, the, the main thing we want to do is no stone left unturned. Uh, we're going to, every single kid that needs to be watching our footprint and nationally, we're going to make sure we watch them and the guys that need to be escalated up to the coaches. Uh, we're going to do so and make sure that they get eyes on them. And then uh, it's a big filter, right? So, you know, it, it works all the way up to the coordinators and coach landing and uh, I kind of help Coach Landing and Marshall with with the guys that he needs to watch and get eyes on, and and the final say on kids. But um, it, it's fun. You you got to wear a lot of hats in recruiting, you know, and, and you got to do a lot of jobs that you know may not be sexy, but uh, you you just got to get the job done. You know, whether it's uh, picking a kid up, you know, at, at midnight, um, you know, with take take him to the airport, whatever, whatever the case may be. You, you need to be able to to wear a lot of hats in recruiting and. Um, you know, I, I think our staff has bought in completely. Uh, this is the best staff I've ever been around from the top down in terms of recruiting from the head coach, the coordinators, the position coaches, the support staff, the GAs, analysts, and then also, you know, our team in recruiting and personnel. Uh, we got such good chemistry and, and re really, really enjoy working with this group of group of people um, because I, I think we got a bright future with this organization, with the way that we're trending. And, um, you know, we, we've had some success in the last couple months, but this isn't exactly where we want to be yet. We're still building this thing up and um, trying to take this thing to the next level. So you, you mentioned that college football staff, the, the makeup of it's kind of changed, you know, recently. Has it changed since you've gotten into the into the field as well? You know, college football, it's in a state right now where there's been a lot of change, whether it's NIL or transfer portal. I'm curious, just from the recruiting side of college football staffs, has, has it changed since you've gotten in? Because it, it feels like it, it may have with with how much change has happened across the sport just altogether. Yeah, it, it definitely has. When, when I first got in, uh, we maybe had two full-time staff members uh, in, in the back room at, at A&M, and now all of a sudden 
here at Oregon, you know, we got a team of, of 10 of us um, that, that all have roles and responsibilities. And if you don't have that, you're kind of behind the times. I, I think in college football um, and today, you, you need to be an and program, not a but program. Um, and, and that's the same thing that we, we kind of tell our guys with um, going to the draft because scouts are looking for and players. You know, you, you need to be able to check as many boxes as possible for them to be able to invest all the, the money and resources into you. And, and for and for programs, you, you need to be an and program and be able to check as many boxes. Uh, and, and one of those boxes, in my opinion, is having the support staff around um, these players to be able to, you know, give these guys a, a smooth transition. And, um, you know, if you don't have that that amount of people, uh, on your team, you're going to be left behind. So yeah, it, it's changed. I think the the number of bodies in, in the organization that it takes to be uh, successful at the highest level has definitely there's been more of an emphasis on that um, for your premier programs for sure. You know, Tyler, I'm, I'm I'm glad you brought up Marshall in one of your your first answers here because you're a hard guy to research for, and your connection with Marshall, your overlap was one of the very few things that I found down there in College Station. Just you could I just kind of walk me through what that relationship has been like. You guys meet at College Station and you go go from there, come to Oregon. Just how has that relationship grown? How has Marshall helped you? And what's it like seeing him as one of the most heralded guys now as the chief of staff for Oregon? Oh man, it, it's Marshall's one of my best friends. And uh, the way our relationship has, has grown in the last four years it is uh, truly remarkable. And, it, and it's been a blessing for me to be able to have a guy like that, that that's uh, a day-to-day -day mentor. You know, when, when I first started working with Marshall at A&M, um, Mar Marshall taught me a lot of, of how to how to build a board, you know, how, how to make sure that we're, we're having elite recruiting visits. Um, just the little stuff that he instilled me on a day-to-day -day basis. And But now it's transitioned to, I, I, I believe Marshall has a lot of faith and trust and and what I have the ability to do and what Pat has the ability to do. And, and he's given us an opportunity to now become leaders of our own. Um, and because he's doing a lot of the bigger picture, higher up um, oversight for the entire organization, you know, and, and so Marshall now has um, instilled in me a lot of confidence to, to be able to handle the, the personnel side of things and, and manage the board and, and help build the best roster as possible. And uh, talent, talent acquisition is the name of the game in college football, you know, so I don't take this job lightly. Um, you know, I couldn't do it without the work of all the guys in the back, back office. But yeah, man, Mar Marshall, it is is more than just a, a boss and a coworker. I mean, he's he's a true friend and um, someone that I'll, I'll cherish our relationship forever. So he's he's meant a lot to me. The month of June, uh, it's an important month. You, you touched on that at the very beginning uh, for college football. Uh, it's not always been that way. It was kind of the start of summer about twenty years ago for some of these guys that are that are coaching that far back. Um, but now, between official visits, unofficial visits camps that you and your staff can be at, whether it's at another university or camps that you are hosting on campus. Um, just what's the month of June? Why is it so important? And just kind of what's like a typical day for your department right now? It feels like you could be doing a whole bunch of things all in one day. Yeah, the, the month of June is kind of our Super Bowl in recruiting. Um, and, and like you said, it, I think it really changed after COVID. Uh, because COVID, it, it opened up for recruiting around the month of June a couple of years ago. And so I think everyone saw a lot of success in the month of June. And now, now with the calendar's transition. So just to kind of walk through the, the way the recruiting calendar now works. Um, the month of June, a, a, lot of, a lot of your weekends are dedicated to official visits. So you get to have 56 official visits uh, throughout the calendar year. 
Um, and a lot of teams start take, using those official visits in the month of June. So you, you have basically four weekends in June to, to get a lot of official visitors on campus, but you're also going to a lot of mega camps around the country. Um, you, you're having camps of your own. So we, we actually are starting up camps here Thursday and Friday, and then we'll have another two next week uh, where you're trying to get some live evals on some kids. We'll have a seven-on-seven tournament with a skills camp and a big man camp on the same day and, and there, there's nothing you can replicate other than a live eval like it, it's it's super valuable for our coaching right. staff uh, to be able to see a kid work out live you know you can watch film you can build profile tapes the good bad ugly tapes you can go into schools and, and get notes from from their teachers and their coaches and and find out what the janitor says about the kids but until you see a kid work out live you, you truly don't have the the best evaluation of a kid and so um, you know, it, it's a push right now for us to get kids on campus uh, to come work out for us, especially your young kids, your 25s, your 26s, your 27s. Uh, you want to try to get a jump start and, and, and sit in a good position going into the, the, you know, the summer. So we're trying to get a lot of young kids on campus right now to come come work out for us and, and get a good eval. And, you know, the ones that do a really good job on, on campus, then you have an opportunity to have a little unofficial visit for them you know, after camp. Um, and then, you know, once camp is over, we go right into official visits. So, um, you know, we, we're, we're going to make sure that our official visitors are targeted and they're, they're guys that have been on campus before. And we feel either that they're, they're committed or we feel like we're in a really good position for them, you know, moving forward. So uh, it, it's a, it's a great month to be a duck. This is a, um, a, a lot of fun for us to be able to have the, these families that we've, we've built relationships now since, you know, maybe some of these kids a year and a half, two years when they were young kids when we first initially offered to now that they're finally taking their official visit and, and trying to make it a summer, summer decision. You, you've seen a lot of kids timeline move up with, with the way that the signing day now works in, in early December. Um, a lot of kids want, want to go ahead and sign in the early signing period and then, you know, be a mid-year. That's the, that's the new transition. As you all saw, our yeah. signing classes past year, you know, we brought in a lot of mid-years. So the calendar's kind of been pushed up. Um, and, and so th this is kind of a sprint to the finish to, to get into July. And then you, you won't hear much from me for about three and a half weeks before uh, <laughs> SNL uh, starting June 25th. But, you know, hopefully we finish this month out strong and uh, give, give the Ducks fans some, some stuff to be excited about going into July. Official visits. The, they, they passed, the NCAA passed a new rule now where it's unlimited for the player. You guys still have a limit on how many you can bring in each, you know, Every school, it's not just you. But if you like that's a good thing where the prospects can have an unlimited amount of visits, or is that going to make the job just even more difficult, kind of figuring out, hey, are they serious, or is this just uh, trying to you know, get us for a free trip? Yeah, you, you know, you always want to adapt to the times, and you never want to tell a kid that they can't do something, right? That's not what we're going to do. And, and so, um, you know, if, if a kid wants to take more than five official visits, you know, it it is, you know, it is their right to be able to do so, uh, but we're always going to be targeted and, and strategic who we're bringing on an official visit. I, I won't get into too much of the details without giving away our secrets, but hundred uh, percent. We're not asking you to give yeah. away the state secrets here. Yeah. The, the guys that we're bringing in an official visits just know that, that we, we feel really comfortable with, with where we're sitting yeah. at in their recruitment. So, um, you know, it's, it's the last kind of final push to be able to try to try to get a commitment out of the kid. So. Since we're since we're on the topic of official visits, Matt, I'm going to switch my question order. So we're podcasting here on the fly. Just another really simple question from me: How much fun are official visits for you? It's like, what's that like from your perspective, and how much fun do you have doing them? 
Yeah, it, it's a lot of fun. I, I, I think it's a, a lot because you've, you've already had these kids on campus once, twice, maybe even three or four times before. And uh, you, you know these families on a more personal level. You know these kids on a more personal level. And you can kind of just take a deep breath and not not try to be something that that you're not, you know, and, um, you know, I, I think when when you have that opportunity to do stuff other than, you know, that, hey, they come to a game and then they leave right after the game. Like it, it's a lot more unique stuff and, and things that we're going to make sure we differentiate ourselves uh, because these kids are seeing great facilities everywhere. They're seeing great jerseys everywhere. They're, they're mm-hmm. taking photos everywhere. OK, well, how are our photo shoots different? You know, they're, they're doing a weight room presentation ever. OK, how's our strength conditioning program different? Um, you know, the, the, the structure of these visits are, are going to be very similar to all these visits they're taking. Uh, but you got to find opportunities to make sure that we're differentiating ourselves and making our, our visits different, and unique. And I think that's what, um, you know, we just had our first OV weekend a couple a couple of days ago. And I think that's what Jr. Pat and Lydia did a tremendous job of, of building the itinerary that was different, unique. I think we had a lot of fun. Uh, but we still were able to, to show them, hey, this is how you're going to be able to receive a great education at the University of Oregon. Uh, this is how you're going to get developed to become an NFL football player if that's a dream of yours with this coaching staff. Um, you know, once again, checking as many boxes as possible um, on these visits. And, and so I think we did a, a, a great job this past weekend, and, and hopefully we continue to build upon that these next two weekends. You talked about the ever-changing landscape of recruiting in football where, you know, now because of COVID, June is a huge, huge month when it wasn't a couple of years ago. Another thing is the transfer portal. I'm going to ask a transfer portal question. I'm sure you get asked about this all the time. Just how much more has the just giant expansion with thousands of players entering, how much more does that add to your plate and I guess add to uh, your staff's plate as well? Yeah, it's a lot. Um, and, and, and the way we've kind of structured our department is um, we, we have three or four guys that, you know, are strictly dedicated towards high school scouting and evaluations. Mm-hmm. And we make sure that we got a, a couple that are more so on the college side of things. And, and so they're, they're, they're in charge of, of mining the, the portal daily and making sure that there's no players that go in that we don't know about and we get evaluation um, and, and guys that we need to watch. And it, just the way we build a high school board and, and the pipeline, we're going to make sure we do that on a college level, uh, because at the end of the day, we're, we want to build our roster through, through high school recruiting. Uh, but we're always going to make sure that if, there, if there's an impact transfer out there that can that can plug a hole that that can that can fill a need for us, uh, we're, we're going to go we're going to go battle and, and go get that guy. You know, so um, I, I think Coach Laney does a tremendous job with roster management. I think it's a it's a tool that not a lot of head coaches um, are, are able to master. You know that they can they can do the X's and O, but when it comes to roster management, you know some some people don't really understand that art. And I think Coach Landing has a tremendous feel for how to manage a roster, how to manage your eighty-five. Uh, and, and I think just what I've seen from from Coach these, these past eighteen months, he, he's a he's a tremendous team builder, and uh, I, I feel really comfortable with where our roster's at moving forward. And we get we got a lot of work we we still got to go do this fall camp and this off season. Uh, to be the team we want to be when we kick it off against Portland State. But uh, just this the talent that we've been able to acquire uh, in the span of 18 months, I, I think is pretty impressive. And, you know, we, we want to keep building on that and, and keep bringing in, you know, the high end elite talent, um, you know, through high school recruiting, but also being able to implement uh, through the Porter as well. In today's day and age of recruiting, whether it's football, basketball, we've been starting to see it in baseball, kids make commitments live on TV, live on shows, 
um, started about 20 years ago. I remember Cam Colvin picking Oregon over Michigan and USC on SportsCenter um, about 2002 or three, somewhere around then. And that was like a huge deal because it hardly ever happened. Um, everyone watches these. You, you pop in uh, a commitment and thousands of Duck fans are watching a kid right before he makes his decision. What do you guys as a staff do? Are you watching just like everybody else? Is it, you know, I, what's it like going into a commitment when it's, it's on live on TV? Are you guys all huddled around together? Is it all someone privately? What's, what's that oh, yeah. like for you guys? Yeah, it, it's, it's still nerve wracking, even though if you, you know, the, the recruiter has told you he's coming and committing to you, you just never know until it's over. Right. So we're, we're centered around the TV. We're huddled up. We're going nuts when, when the kid pulls out, you know, the organ hat and, and commits to the ducks, it, it's, that, that's what you work for, right? For us, you know, that, that's, that's where we get graded on if, if we're good at our jobs or not, you know, are you able to help sign, sign recruits and help these coaches sign elite guys. And, and so it, it's really rewarding when, when you see all the work that you've put in, you know, for 12, 18 months, kind of come to fruition when a kid commits publicly. Uh, but, you know, it's never over until signing day, until that ink's on the paper. So even though if you get a commitment in, in July, you know, you got to, you got to continue to push forward and, and make sure that on, on December 15th or whenever the early signing period is this year um, that you're getting the ink on the paper and it becomes official. So uh, the ones that are even crazier, though, are, are the day of signing day when kids are going into, you know, that that day, not really, really sure. I mean, they think they know where they're going, but they don't. Um, you're, you're sweating bullets. You're, you're, you're nervous going into that. And then when you, when you see them commit to the Ducks, that, that that's super exciting. So so 2022s. National Signing Day was a pretty fun day for you then. Yeah, it, it, it was a lot of fun. Uh, this year, uh, we, we had some day of uh, signing day scares and, um, you know, some some failures, but also a lot of successes. And, uh, you know, you're, you're going you're gonna to lose some, but I, but I think we, we hit on a lot of guys and um, super excited about our freshman class we brought in and um, re really looking forward to seeing their pro progression this fall. Well, thank you for the transition because I wanted to ask about that National Signing Day, that the 2022 one. Just specifically, you know, overall, the, the easy question is just how exciting was that day for you? And then the the, the follow-up here, which I really want to know about, is the Dan Lanning cigar video. Was that staged? Was that something that he had thought about beforehand? Did you guys come together as a collective to say this would be really good for social media? Like what went on there? Was that just Dan doing his thing? No, I think that's that's just coach, and um, you know, coach is the best recruiter I've ever been around. And so, uh, to to get to that point in your career, you you, you got to be different, unique, and and that was definitely a, a unique video, and absolutely loved it. And uh, yeah, co coach is the man, and just another example of how down to earth coach is, and, and he's just another one of the guys, you know, and, and um, tr tremendous tremendous promoter of the program. I think he understands how to utilize social media to our benefit, uh, because if you don't utilize social media in today's age, you're, you're not truly connecting the dots with recruits, um, you know, because they're, they're always on their phones. Cell phones kind of rule the world right now. So if you're not utilizing Instagram and Twitter and TikTok and, and all the different avenues, you know, you're not you're not truly promoting the brand and promoting recruiting. So, uh, yeah, that was just coach being coach. And, and, and I love him for it. It, it, it was it was awesome. We'll get you out of here with this last one, Tyler. Just we, we hear this all the time. Uh, we had Jackson Powers Johnson on last week. 
Um, he just raved about just Oregon in general that called this place special. Um, Dan has said that as well. Uh, but for you, just what makes Oregon such a special program? Everyone talks about Oregon is a juggernaut. You are in the building. You were behind the walls. What makes this place so special to have that reputation of, of being a juggernaut? Yeah, to me, it's the people. Um, I, I think the the brand, the O, the power of Oregon it, is a, it's a national brand. Uh, kids grew up watching Marcus Mariota, Anthony Thomas. They they knew about the jerseys, the flash, the facilities, Austin Stadium, the fan base. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's the people inside this building that, to me, every single day I wake up excited to come into work. Um, our, our staff is tremendous people, and our players are awesome. They've, they've all bought into the culture. I think we're an extremely connected team. I think we're extremely connected staff. Um, and, and the buy-in that we have from the top down because of Coach Landing is tremendous. And so I, I think recruits feel that when they come on campus. I think the relationships that our staff builds in recruiting are elite and second to none. Because at the end of the day, a lot of schools have very similar things to offer. And when, when that happens, uh, when, when a kid's having to, to pick a, a school between you know, top tier programs, at the end of the day, relationships will always win out. And so I think we're elite at, at building relationships and, and the culture inside the building because of Coach Lanning. And um, Oregon can recruit itself. You know, the, the product on the field has been a, a really, really tremendous product for, for the last couple of decades. Um, and, and you know, we're not trying to reinvent the wheel here. We're, we're just trying to make sure that we, we take it to the next step and the next level and uh, do our part to, to bring what, what Oregon fans deserve, um, you know, to, to, you know, every single day, if you're not trying to go compete for national championships, you, you're, you, I'm at the wrong spot. I'm, you, they hired the wrong guy, you know, so um, I, I want to win. I, I want to win a national championship here for the University of Oregon. Um, th this fan base deserve it. The, the people and this administration deserves it. Um, you know, the, everyone tied into University of Oregon deserves a national championship. And so that's our mission. That's our goal. And, um, you know, we're, we're going to make sure every single day that I come into the office, that I'm doing my part to, to help help that mission. You know, and so super, super excited to be here. This is everything I could have asked for uh, when I took this job. You know, I, I'd never been out on the West Coast except once to a trip in L.A. and, and kind of took this job sight unseen and um, when I got out here, I see all the mountains and, and Oregon's kind of a hidden beauty out here in, in the United States. No one really knows Oregon, but I've gotten a chance to uh, kind of kind of go around the state and see different places like Bend and Medford, Medford and, and different really cool spots. My girlfriend and we, we go to a lot of different places. And this is a this is a really unique place. And it's it's beautiful out here in the summers. And, and so it's a great time, a great time of year to have recruits on campus. Um, you know, it. it the the rain i think it's a little overhyped at times you know i think we had one one game this season where, where it rained for a quarter you yeah. know so people that try to use that negatively recruiting uh you know I, to me it's a little little skewed but at the end of the day th this this place is going to be able to recruit itself um but what separates us and what makes us different i, I think is the people and so just super excited to uh, be able to kick the ball off here in about two or so months and, and see what see what happens this fall. And, um, you know, it's a great time to be a duck. Tyler, thanks for coming on the show. We really appreciate the opportunity to dive into your position in Oregon Duck football recruiting and its program. Uh, love to have you on closer to, to season or maybe signing day or maybe, maybe both. We'll see what, what we can do. Yeah. Really appreciate your time. Yeah. Anytime, guys. I appreciate y'all. Thank y'all. Thanks, Tyler. Appreciate it.